0: All right, so the difference between the Old and the New. The Old and the New. The Old Covenant and the New Agreement, which is the Testament. All right. In the Old, Abraham prayed. And there was a time period God answered with a promise. And when God answered with the promise, Abraham had to hold on to the promise until it manifested. And all the Old Covenant people had that relationship with the Father where they, 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 they prayed and, and, and believed, but they were answered with a promise. And when the promise came, they saw the fulfillment of, of, of what they prayed, or of the promise. But now, the Bible says, every promise of God is yes and amen in Christ Jesus. So, New Testament believer, please, God is not... Testing your patience while you wait for the thing to come. God, the, 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 the period that it takes for the thing to manifest is not God causing it to take time. It's, it's your heart taking time to be convinced that he already gave it. The only time period for prayers to be answered is the time it takes you to be convinced that God loves you so much that he gave it to you in advance. I'll repeat that part for you, because this, you can quote me on this one, right? He <laughs> says, the, uh, I say, through Christ, the only time period in, when it comes to prayers being answered is the time it takes you to be convinced that God loves you so much that He gave the thing to you in advance and that you have it already. That time that it takes you to believe that he loves you so much that he gave it in advance. And that moment that you believe it is the moment the thing will manifest. That is New Testament prayer. That is faith in Christ. We're no longer waiting for a promise like in the old. In the old, they waited for the promise. And the promise was fulfilled as the word of God was given. And they had to hold on to those words. Now, in a certain sense, we hold on to those words, but we work on our own hearts by hearing the gospel. Uh, how can I put it? You, 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 you get the word in your heart to the extent that the, thing, that the things that you pray and believe for manifest quicker. <laughs> so you actually, you're putting speed to the process. And the process is just the, the time it takes your heart to be convinced that God did it. What I'm telling you today is that in Christ... Every promise is yes and amen in Christ. You have a, an inheritance. You have a New Testament, and if you have faith in who God is, the heart of the Father, what He gave you in your inheritance, and that He al- that He actually already gave it as an inheritance. If you have faith in those things, if you have faith in God, the heart of the Father, your inheritance that is already given. If you have faith in it, you'll believe. You'll receive what you believe. What you what you have today. Is, 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 uh, is, is um, what you have today is, um, is, is, is there because of your faith in your inheritance. Now imagine we can start to hear the word to the extent that faith comes to us. Listen, I, I, I explained to you. Yes, you have to believe. But that faith that I'm talking about, it comes through the hearing. Faith comes by hearing. So there's something that you can do about it. If you don't see the thing, that's the only place where patience comes in. When you prayed and you don't see the result, there's a period that, where the fruit of patience is not formed in you, where the fruit of patience should manifest. But that that period until, until your heart is convinced that it's done. And if your heart is convinced that it is that it is done, you will have what you say. You will have what you pray. Oh, I'm still not at Mark 11. I've been preaching already. I think now Mark 11. Oh, I did read it. I did read it. Okay. So let me read it again. <laughs> Those who joined in now, let me read it again. So Peter remembered and he said, Master, the victory which you had uh, doomed had withered away. Jesus replying said to them, Have Faith in God. Have faith in God. Truly I tell you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed uh, and be uh, thrown into the sea and does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place, it will be done for him. Whatever. Therefore, whenever you stand, um, it says, uh, for this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that it is granted and you will get it. So the, 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 the thing that goes before the answered prayer is believing that it's granted. You have to believe that it's granted. If you believe that it is granted, you will get it. Isn't that good news? Okay, so the moment you see it done, Is the moment it manifests. All right. So I think I've explained it. So the two words that you see there is whoever can have whatever. Remember that. Whoever are you a whoever? All right. Say I am a whoever. (laughs) All right. The thing that you're trusting for is it a whatever? All right. Is is it qualified under whatever? All right. Then then you whoever can have whatever. The question that you're going to ask is, but I don't know if I can can ask for this thing. Don't worry, you won't have it. (laughs) I don't want to be rude, but if you can't believe that it is granted, that's the reason for not receiving. So you have to believe that it is granted and then you will get it. If you can believe that it is granted, you will have it according to your belief in the fact that it is granted. This is New Testament faith, guys. Come on, this is the truth in the New Testament. So let me just bring the two again. Old covenant promises was made and then it came into fulfillment. But now Christ came and he died on that cross. In the New Testament, we look back to the finished work of the cross and we realize that every promise of God is yes and amen in Christ Jesus. And so we pray from a total different platform. We can't even we can't even learn almost we cannot learn from the old testament prayer because it's a total different agreement in which they pray we can we can we can learn something but not really because we're not we're not in that agreement (laughs) we're in a total different agreement now god is saying if you're asking me he says if you can believe all things are possible for them that believe he says you you're asking me to do it but i'm telling you if you can believe that it's granted You will have it. Alright, that is the word of God. That is Jesus teaching on praying and seeing results. Or praying and getting answers to your prayer. This is not the religious interpretation. Seven reasons for unanswered prayer. Why God said no. I mean, that day when I saw that book, I, I hope the author never watched me preach. Because that book was one of the most terrible books that I've ever seen. A cover that said, sometimes God says no. I wanted to just snatch the books from the shelf and just put it on the, in the fire. Because really, if that is what people teach, the church of Jesus Christ. No wonder people can't trust God for stuff. No wonder we don't see miracles, signs and wonders in the church. Sometimes God says no. Really? I mean, okay. So let me just calm down, remain in peace. But that book really got me, got me a little bit, um, I don't know how to put it. Uh, disappointed (laughs) a little bit disappointed all right so but anyway sometimes God says no no that's not the truth sometimes God says no I shouldn't read that book maybe that's the truth anyway so don't worry let me just pass on from that topic and go into the word um let's go to James the book of James thank you Jesus God always says yes He said yes and amen in Christ. It is done. God always says yes. The thing is, if you think sometimes he says no, that's where the problem lies. Because then you're not convinced in your heart that the thing that you pray for is already done. Can you see this? Alright, so what I'm talking about is not having this major faith. Trying to believe. I'm not trying to believe. I'm not talking about trying to convince yourself. Faith comes by hearing. And I'm telling you, when you believe, um, a, a sure sign that you're believing is you are resting. You, you are resting. Your mind is, is rest, resting in the goodness of God. You are resting because you know the thing that you, are, you just prayed for was already given on the cross. And now you asked for it. It's coming. It's here. It's done. All right. So you're praying because it's done and you are resting. Faith comes by hearing and rest comes when you believe. And so, so this is the faith that I'm talking about. That you, you, you're so convinced that there's a persuasion in your heart that comes from God. That's faith, persuasion. God persuades your heart to the extent that you believe that the thing that you pray for is going to happen. And that's the faith that I'm talking about. And that's also the faith that Romans 10 verse 10, I think, or 11 It says that he who puts his trust in him will never be put to shame or disappointed. To have that faith that can never disappoint. The faith that never disappoints is this faith that comes from God through hearing. And as you hear, you rest. And when you rest, when you believe, you rest. As you hear, you believe. And as you believe, you rest. And when you rest, the thing that you're going to pray for, surely that thing is manifesting before you. You're going to see that miracle. That miracle is happening instantly. That is the heart of the Father. That's why I can put my hands on blind eyes, take it away, and they can see instantly. And we have seen instant healing where blind eyes were just touched by the hand and the eye opens and they can see. Now, if that can happen even once even just one person that I prayed for, if just one of those people were really blind and they didn't joke around and say, I'm pretending to be blind. <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't know what's happening with me this, this afternoon. But if one person was really blind and I prayed for them and laid my hands on them and their eyes opened, it shows you the truth of what I'm teaching today. Well, just one. This one that I put my hand on. I mean, it's physically impossible to put a normal hand on a blind eye. And you put your hand on that eye and boom, the guy can see. How can that happen? How is that even closely possible? Now, my heart today for people, maybe there's people that will be watching this. And you're saying, or maybe there's unbelievers that will watch this message. I just want to say to any unbeliever or skeptic when it comes to healings and miracles. I'm not saying that every person I pray for gets healed. But the word of God says they should. (laughs) But I have prayed for people that were supernaturally healed. And that I could prove. And I'm willing to go anywhere to prove that to you. If you want me to pray for people, we'll go into the streets, we go into the hospitals. The other day, I heard someone say, you know, these pastors, they just pray for people on, t- on television or in big stadiums, but they're never at the hospital. We've been going to the hospital since 2003. I've been going there every week. Sometimes I've been in the hospital for days praying for people when I just started off. We pray for people in the street, random people. And, and it, you know what's so amazing? All of them, they lie to us. They say that they, they, they act as if they are sick. And then we pray for them, and all of them act as if they are healed. Isn't that funny? For so many years, so many people deceiving us, believing that miracles... Now we believe that miracles is real. I'm just sarcastic, just joking. Um, isn't that even taking more faith to believe that all of them are lying? <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it funny if all those people were just... The one with the crutch was just acting as if he's crippled. The one with the deaf, yeah, was just acting deaf. The one with the blind eye, where well, you can see the one in his eye. He says, he just plays something fake in his eye just to catch us. <laughs> no, sorry, I just had to say that. But all I can say is, even if one were really sick, and we prayed for them, and they were really healed through prayer, what I'm teaching to you today is the absolute truth. That God is the healer and that through his wounds, by his wounds, we are healed. And that part of the inheritance of believers is that uh, part of our inheritance is health for our bodies. But part of our inheritance also is when we as believers lay hands on the sick, they recover. When we believe and pray, God answers those prayers. Isn't that amazing? Thank you, Jesus. Let's just look at it here. James now, I'm just, I'm just going to jump into the half of the verse here at verse 16. The earnest prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. The earnest prayer or the prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. So, in the degree that you can understand and believe that you are the righteousness of God, is the degree of the power that will flow and manifest through your life as you pray? Listen, you are the righteousness of God. Your heart just needs to be convinced. Your heart just needs to be convinced, and God just and faith just need to come into your heart concerning that. Not just the knowledge of it, but the knowing, the believing. Okay, so if you the degree that you can really believe in your heart, not trying to convince yourself. But believing in your heart that you are righteous is the degree of the power that will flow through you when you pray. The earnest prayer or the prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. I remember I was was praying for people that were sick in a service where um, the the guy that, that led the service just asked some of us to come and pray. It was there at Stillfontein, at Spirit Word with uh, Prophet Kubus van Rensper. And he just asked some of us to pray for the sick. And I just attended that service that day. And as I was there, um, we prayed for people. And um, so I was praying for people. And I went down the line praying for the sick, praying for the sick. And as I prayed for people, it's as if, you know... They say, some say they're healed, but I'm, I'm doubting <laughs> they, lo- they lo- didn't look healed or their reaction was a little bit, you know, not really, <laughs> not, not really convincing. And so it's almost like I pray, but I don't see it. You know what I mean? You don't see it. Even though faith has nothing to do with what you um, feel or the senses, it's, it's, it's actually believing without just, you know, believing first and then you'll see So, but anyway, I prayed and it's almost like nothing happened or little happened. And then God spoke to me and he says, Madness, do you realize that you are a righteous man? And I I just thought, Lord, I'm kind of righteous (laughs) most of the time. I I, I live righteous sometimes. (laughs) And so I'm thinking, I'm thinking this. And I just heard God say, I declare that you are. A righteous holy man and you are righteous and holy in my sight and then suddenly I saw myself as a righteous and holy person standing praying before God and as I stood there believing that I'm righteous instantly I prayed for this one guy and his deaf ear open the next lady was blind and her eyes saw I saw miracles that the, the change from the moment that God spoke to me And after that moment that God spoke to me, you can't even compare it. I prayed with little results. And one word from God that told me that I'm righteous and holy caused miracles to break through. Now, this is the good news for you today. God is saying the same to you today. He says, you are a righteous man and woman. You are my righteousness. You are holy. You are blameless in my sight. The thing that stood between the people of old and their prayers being answered was their iniquities. I destroyed that wall of separation. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You are. The Spirit is even trying to convince you of your righteousness. That's what that scripture says in John 16. It's convincing you. the, the, The believers are convinced of their righteousness. The world is convinced of sin because they don't believe. Not their sin, but their sin of unbelief. Alright, so the Holy Spirit was given to convince believers of their righteousness. Alright, because if he can get you to see how righteous you are in the sight of God, nothing will stand in your way. All things that you pray for will manifest instantly. You will speak and see what you say. You will speak the word of God and the thing that you decree will be according to your decree. You will say things in faith and it will manifest according to the words of your mouth. That mountain that Jesus taught them was not a spiritual mountain. There's not some spiritual message only in that. You can can get some spiritual messages out of it. But if we make that mountain a spiritual mountain, we are simply watering down the gospel of Christ to such a low level. It was a physical mountain. It was a mountain that stood there. And if Jesus didn't think maybe. You know maybe I shouldn't do it now. Because this mountain still have value here. He would have said go mountain fall. And demonstrate it to them. But instead he demonstrated on that victory. Alright. And so there's a spiritual message. But don't spiritualize the Bible. To the extent that you lose the power. Of what it actually says. It actually says a mountain and they were standing before a physical mountain and he did curse a physical fig tree. And if you're not convinced, he touched physical sick people and they physically got healed. And a dead person that was physically dead was raised from the dead. And so he did live that life. He multiplied the physical bread and it was physical bread, not spiritual food that fed the, the 5,000. It was physical miracles. And it was a physical mountain. And you are able to say to a physical mountain, be removed. And if you do not doubt in your heart, it will be according to what you say. Now, if you are able to just take a mountain and throw it into the sea, so to speak, what is there that you are trusting God for that you can't see when you pray for it? What is the reason? Why why can we not step out in boldness and speak and pray and, and ask According to what we know is already true. I think as, as I'm done with this message, I want you to go and ask for some things. I want you to go and just do, do this word. Go and pray. <laughs> but Pastor, what if that, the thing that I pray for doesn't happen? What if it does? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Imagine you go from this message and you pray. And you say, I'm going to take his word for it. I'm just going to go into my room and I'm going to pray for this thing. And I pray in the name of Jesus and I I know his will. I'm not going to water my belief down with religious teachings anymore. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to walk out of this place after I'm done praying. It's done. And so you walk out and you say it's done. And before you know it, this thing manifests. (laughs) It is done. All right. So just just understanding that it is done. You pray knowing that it is done. If you believe that it is granted, you will have it that is what God teaches us okay so I've had many questions on this message this is the one message your people when I pray, preach this you get this but this is the one that brings a lot of buts into the way <laughs> but 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 all right this is this brings a lot of buts. but this message is true all right, so people will ask, but, but, but what if I ask for this and that? Okay, all I can say is that if we know and walk in the light of God and just in relationship with him, we're not going to ask things that are contrary to his nature. For instance, Lord, take that man's car and give it to me. <laughs> just ask God for the same car. <laughs> ask God for the same thing all right so or lord will you just kill brother so and so that is against god's nature all right so i believe because we walk in a relationship with him we're not even going to do that in faith i think it's going to be impossible to have faith that god's going to kill that person i don't i don't think it's even possible for someone that walks with god to really believe that and 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 it's totally opposite the nature i think of Of Jesus that rebuked the disciples and said, you don't know what spirit you are. The Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. But so that is the extreme case where I would say, you're not going to pray it in faith. Therefore, you're not going to see it manifest. So, But any other prayer, as little and small as it seems, if it's just neutral, if it's a thing, If it's a physical thing or a spiritual thing, anything, if it's a thing, you may ask it. And if you believe in your heart that you have received it when you pray, you're going to get it. That is the word of God. That is Jesus without the buts. That's the word and the teaching of the Lord without the buts of religion. This is what Jesus taught when it comes to prayer. And the only times he mentioned according to his will, he was speaking of his will, his testament. He was speaking about his desire. But his will is made known. What is his will? You have an inheritance in Christ. And so you must just ask according to his will. He's actually asking according to the knowledge of your testament, knowing that you're basically believing. So that, that asking according to his will, would. I can just rephrase it for you. Ask, a, a, a believe when you ask. All <laughs> right. That is will. The will of God is that you believe. As that scripture in 1 John 4 says, this is the will of God that you believe in the one, that, he, uh, that you believe in Jesus Christ. All right. So, um, yo, I can say so much on this point. But the point of, of, that I want to make today, I want to make, make it clear. I'm running ahead of myself. My voice can't keep up with my mind. Alright, I want to make the, make it clear that you can ask anything. Uh, or anything. And if you can believe in your heart, you're going to have the thing that you pray for. This is what Jesus told. Alright, so let's go to John chapter 16. Listen to this. It says, when that time comes, verse 23. You'll ask nothing of me, like the person of Christ. Okay, but now uh, it says, I assure you most solemnly I tell you that the Father will grant you, listen to this, whatever you ask in my name. Now you have to have a degree in theology to confuse this sentence. Jesus said, "No." if you have a degree in theology, God bless you, you can still believe. (laughs) Okay, I will, I tell you. That my father will grant you whatever. Whatever means whatever. I believe in the Greek and the Hebrew. It's the same. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever you ask for in prayer. Ask in my name. It says the father will grant it to you. Up to this time you have not asked a single thing in my name. But now ask. And keep on asking and you will receive so that your joy may be full and complete this is Jesus he said up to this time you have not asked a single thing in my name but now ask and keep on asking and you will receive so that your joy your gladness your delight may be full and and complete hallelujah okay so ask and keep on asking oh jesus now listen to this this doesn't mean ask and beg and ask and beg it means ask believe receive keep on asking for another thing keep on asking for another thing believe receive believe receive i believe the heart of the Father for us is to understand how to receive from Him. I think God wants to reveal to His church um, this, the truth about how easy it is to actually receive our inheritance. God delights in us walking in our inheritance. He delights in the fact that we receive from Him. That we basically take. We're not taking, we're receiving. But in a certain sense, we just need to take and take and take and take. God delights. God delights. In the fact that we have, that we become open channels to just receive and then let it flow out of us to others as well. God delights in us being cheerful givers also. But first of all, cheerful receivers. <laughs> receivers from God. Blessed to be a blessing. Okay, so we need to know and believe so much that we are blessed. That it overflows into being a blessing. And yes, generosity is also part of our 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 nature in Christ. Alright. So that's also being Christ-like. So it's amazing. God is saying to you, ask and keep on asking. Receive from me. Receive from me.